TJ Dillashaw versus Henry Cejudo. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Dillashaw comes into the contest, 16 wins, 3 losses. Of those 16 wins, 8 by KOTKO, 3 by sub, 5 by decision. 3 losses, 1 KOTKO, 2 decisions. Sahudo, 13 wins, 2 losses. Of those 13 wins, 5 by KOTKO, 8 decisions. His 2 losses, 1 KO, 1 decision. Currently, the odds sit with Dillashaw. A minus 200 favorite, Sahudo. Plus 185. Those are straight lines. This is a five-round fight. Five goes to uh, Fight goes to a decision, minus 120. Fight doesn't go to a decision, minus 110. Fight is a draw, 85 to 1. Cejudo wins inside, plus 550. Dillashaw wins inside, plus 155. Cejudo wins by decision, plus 310. Dillashaw wins by decision, plus 220. The big story here in this fight is Dillashaw moving down to 125 pounds. I thought he looked terrible. I've been following his weight cut uh, for the last couple weeks. It's been rough, guys. The pictures out there are brutal. If you saw him on the scales, it wasn't a pretty sight. It's not an easy cut. Props to him for actually being able to do it. He said he could when there was talk of the super fight with him and DJ. DJ was saying, no way can this dude make it while he made it. But he looks like a skeleton. I think that's a big factor. It could be the deciding factor in this fight. I know a lot of people brush off weight issues. I don't. I think they are a factor. And even though he made weight and he will rehydrate. You can't discount what he's done to his body to make the 125 limit. There are pictures out there comparing him on the scales at 135 to 125. It's significant. Anybody that tells you it's not is either ignorant or lying to you. It is significant. It's a it's a brutal difference when you're looking at the comparison pictures side by side. I think that's an advantage to Henry Cejudo. He's used to making 25, and I think it was a smart move to bring TJ down to his weight class and say, hey, if you want a shot at my belt, here it is, because they know if he didn't make weight, obviously everything was going to be up in the air and say, you know, you said you could and you couldn't. I'm still going to fight you anyway because, you know, I'm the champ and I'll fight you for your belt since you didn't make weight. Or if he makes weight, he's super depleted and they could take advantage of that during the fight. When you look at these odds, you could see that Cejudo, who just beat Mighty Mouse, is still the underdog. Now, in my opinion, Cejudo didn't beat Mighty Mouse in the rematch. I had it close, but I had Mighty Mouse win in three rounds to two. Now, before that fight, full disclosure, I did pick Mighty Mouse, but I did say that Cejudo had improved his striking and overall skill set a lot since the first fight where he was knocked out by Mighty Mouse. You could see that in his fight with Benavides especially. And then he went on to beat um, Wilson, Sergio, and then of course a rematch with DJ. So he has improved. He is a wrestler at heart, but his hands have gotten a lot better. You saw that he has good stamina. There were times where he got tired of course, but his fight with DJ was 
high action, high pace. There's a lot of grappling, a lot of striking. There are little guys who move around a lot. And he was able to go and make a close fight. Even if you don't think he won, you could still say 3-2. It's very close. So that's why I don't get too crazy with them giving it to Cejudo, even though I don't think he won. But 3-2 is so close. And some of those rounds were really, they were getting at it. But he showed improvement in that fight with DJ, regardless if you think he won or not. And that stamina, the stamina at 125 could be the key here, especially if Dillashaw is depleted and his body is beaten down. And even though he's going to rehydrate, that has lasting effects on fighters. We've seen it over and over again. This is nothing new. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. The weight cut when you're sitting there for four weeks, six weeks, whatever, trying to train and then lose weight at the same time, then it becomes just an issue of you're just trying to lose weight and that's what camp is about. This was a tough, tough, tough weight cut for him. I think when you look at this fight, you have to factor that in. A lot of people discount stuff like that. And I actually did that in the uh, Cerrone preview, if you guys read that. And if you're listening to this on uh, YouTube, you can click the icon in the upper right corner and I will link back to that. But I didn't put any emphasis on Cerrone's cut because he had been at 55. Granted, he's been at 70 and he did look gaunt on the scales. But for me, it was a little bit different than usual for most fighters. And I even said in that podcast, generally, I'm going to look at weights and weight classes and weight cuts. And if they balloon up during their off time and how hard the cut was and how they look, it's just common sense. It's what you should do. The Cerrone fight was a little bit different because Cerrone was at 55 for so long, moved up to 70 for a while and then moved back down and he's an old pro too he made the cut and he didn't look nearly as bad as what Dillashaw has uh, was looking at uh, when he weighed in not nearly as bad I mean the pictures of the comparison of 135 and 125 are striking they really are as a massive massive difference not just that he looks like Skeletor but his muscle mass is completely gone at 125 compared to 135 pounds. So when you're looking at this fight, I can see why a lot of people liked Dillashaw because he does have a really good skill set and obviously he has to be considered the puncher in this fight. That's no question to me. Cejudo really isn't that type of finisher, even though he's been improving and does possess some power between the two You'd be crazy not to favor Dillashaw on the feet with a striking and power. The question I have is, how long can Dillashaw go? Seriously, how long can he go at a fast pace and still be strong? Will he be strong right out of the gate? Will he still be strong after two rounds? If he doesn't blast Henry out early, will the weight cut become a factor in the fight? And like I said, maybe a deciding factor. I think it's a possibility. But... There's danger there for Cejudo because he probably does need to get through that first or second round before we could even see any decline in Dillashaw due to the massive weight cut. If he can't get past those rounds, it doesn't matter. Dillashaw will crack him, knock him out, take the belt, move back to 135. Now you say, can Dillashaw stop him? Yes, I have no question in my mind. If he hits him on the chin, hits him in that sweet spot, he'll go to sleep. Listen, DJ knocked him out 
and DJ is not a puncher. And this was on the feet, knees to the body. If he can do it, Dillashaw can do it on the feet. And I think that's why a lot of people like him in this fight because they believe his striking is better. They believe he's the more powerful hitter. And they think he's going to be able to hit Cejudo, hurt him, drop him, and stop him. It's a possibility. The problem comes in with the weight cut. If we were talking about a 135 fight or even 125 and Dillashaw had been there or he didn't look like Skeletor, then you could really, really make a case for Dillashaw because, again, he's shown good punching power. He's shown good skill set. He's shown good uh, counter-punching ability, good movement. He's got skills. Nobody's questioning that. For me, it's a weight cut that throws that little asterisk in there that says if TJ can't get him out, will the weight cut rear its ugly head will he get fatigued if that happens i believe he's behind the eight ball 1000 percent and loses the fight because i don't expect cejudo to get tired so this really could be a tale of two fights being dillashaw strong and trying to blast henry out early and if that doesn't happen cejudo coming on maybe in the third round and dillashaw fading because of the weight cut that's how I could see this fight actually playing out. So there's a possibility Dillashaw gets him out of there and nobody's even talking about the weight cut because it ends before fatigue and his body starts breaking down. Or if he can't get him out of there, everybody will be talking about the weight cutting issue because if you see him visibly fatigue and Cejudo starts coming on, pushing him and you see Dillashaw breaking, everybody's going to know why. I mean, we've seen Dillashaw in a lot of fights. Everybody's going to know why if you visibly see him start shattering, start fatiguing, just not being the Dillashaw that can move around a counter, but just moving, trying to survive. And fatigue makes coward out of all men. So don't think that that won't happen to Dillashaw. It certainly could happen. And it's one of the bigger questions that people who are betting Dillashaw need to ask themselves. Are you confident that Dillashaw can A, get him out of there before fatigue sets in, or B, somehow, someway, he's going to overcome that weight cut and fatigue will never, ever show up? I highly doubt that. If I'm being honest with you guys, I just don't see that. I think the longer the fight goes, the better it is for Cejudo. Again, he's a he's the 125-pounder here. He's already been in with a very fast guy in Mighty Mouse, a good wrestler in Mighty Mouse. Henry Cejudo is an Olympic uh, wrestler. He is probably not going to be taken down by Dillashaw, and that is another factor in this fight. If Dillashaw fatigues, if he fades, if, if, if his body starts breaking down from the weight cut slash the damage that Cejudo is doing, third round, fourth round, fifth round, if it goes that long, Dillashaw is not going to be able to fall back on his wrestling because I don't believe he's going to be able to take Henry down probably at all. And if he did, he wouldn't be able to do it consistently, especially if he's doing it in a fatigued state. So that's another big thing you need to look at is if Dillashaw gets in trouble, whether it's just from the skill set of Cejudo or a combination of the skill set slash fatigue weight cut issue going on, where does he go? There's no place to hide. Cejudo showed that he would chase you down. He chased Mighty Mouse down. I think everybody can agree Mighty Mouse has awesome footwork. He chased him down. He made the fight. He went after him. He pushed. He pushed. He pushed. He can do that to Dillashaw. 
especially if Dillashaw fades. The danger for Cejudo in that game plan is early because when he presses after TJ, TJ's got the thunder and he can counterpunch him. And that's how I could see TJ catching Cejudo coming in early in that first or second round where theoretically he's going to be the freshest ever. Like if he's not fresh in the first round, he's really in trouble. If he's faded by the second round, I don't see him going the rest of the fight lasting. I just I, I don't I don't see how that could happen. I think Cejudo will get him. So I think this is a question of who gets who first. And I really see the fight playing out in those two separate areas. Kind of like a first half, second half type of fight. Because I really don't see how TJ's gonna be strong and healthy and powerful and slick. And moving well for five rounds with the weight cut that I just watched him make. I just don't see it. Can he do it for one round? Can he do it for two rounds? I would say he can do it for probably two rounds. Three rounds would be pretty amazing to me. But it doesn't matter because if he fades at three, Cejudo still has two rounds to put him down, put him out, get him down, pound him out. Whatever the case is, and you guys have watched MMA for a long time, you realize when that fatigue sets in, sometimes it's 30 seconds, sometimes it's a minute. I mean, fighters just, you you can only go so much. You can only put your body through so much, and it will literally give out on you, and you will lose the fight. So I think that's the biggest danger for Dillashaw. I think they match up pretty well in actual skill sets, what they bring, and how they use their skills and their overall ability to adjust and their footwork and their punching power and the wrestling. It's a nice competitive matchup. The key for this entire fight to me is the weight cut. And it forces me to look at both sides. And that's why I'm looking at the fight doesn't go to a decision. I think you're getting a beautiful line on this fight. At currently minus 110, it was uh, up to plus 105 at one point, and I think the steepest it was was somewhere like minus 185. So you can see there's been a lot of movement in this, and some of it I'm certain has to do with Dillashaw and his Skeletor look. You'd be foolish not to start looking at wait a minute, I wonder how long this guy can go. Is he gonna be super weak? You know, how is he going to rehydrate? Will that carry on to second round, third round, fourth round? I mean, there's not a lot of questions about Cejudo's and his weight cut. When I first saw his pictures in the last week, he looked super thick as far as like muscly. But he seemed to look pretty damn good on the scale. Definitely far better than Dillashaw did. And of course, that makes sense. Everybody expected Cejudo to look better than Dillashaw, especially if you've been following the weight cuts for the last couple weeks. It was no surprise that Dillashaw looked the way he did. There was a lot of speculation that both fighters would miss weight. They didn't. They both came on. And like I said, props to both guys, but especially Dillashaw for making the weight. But I think it's going to, I think it's going to affect him. After two rounds, I really do. Like I said, if he can go three, being the strong, you know, powerful Dillashaw we're all used to, I'll be very, very surprised. So when you look at this, I see Dillashaw early, Cejudo late. Now, I don't consider Cejudo the big finisher. We talked about that. I don't consider him, you know, the most powerful person. But it's not going to matter, guys. I'm telling you. If TJ Dillashaw fades like how I think he's going to fade, if he don't get Cejudo out of there, it is not going to matter. Cejudo's pressure 
his much improved striking, and his overall skill set will be enough, I think, to get some type of stoppage. It doesn't matter if he's just battering Dillashaw around the ring or the octagon and the referee steps in. It doesn't matter if he actually, you know, punches him straight in the mouth and he collapses him. It doesn't matter if he's able to secure a takedown and ground and pound him. Fatigue is a brutal, brutal thing to battle. And I don't think TJ is going to be able to battle Henry Cejudo and that weight cut slash fatigue for three, four, five rounds. I just don't see it. I really believe Dillashaw's best chance is early. First two rounds, I do give him the edge in striking. I do give him the edge in power. I do think he can run Cejudo into something. Like I said, if Mighty Mouse can catch Cejudo, Dillashaw certainly can. But it's a matter of the time on the clock. Every second that ticks by is better for Cejudo. They've got to know this. They've been monitoring this dude. They've seen him at the weigh-in. Cejudo has to know that if he can somehow get through those first two rounds and bring Dillashaw into those deeper waters, three, four, and five, that he can get him. And I think that's accurate. I believe that's an accurate cap. I believe Cejudo can get him but he's probably going to need to get him 3-4-5. Is that to say he can't possibly do anything in the first two rounds? Of course not. It's MMA. Anything can happen. But what I'm saying is the easier path, the most likely path to victory for Cejudo is probably rounds 3, 4, and 5. And for Dillashaw, the same thing. Is it out of the question that he catches Cejudo with something the third or fourth, fifth round? Of course not. It's MMA. But I think it's highly unlikely if he fades, like I think he's going to fade. In my mind, I can see his movement right now. I can see his facial expressions. I can see the way that his hands are down and that general fatigue, exhausted body language. I can see it. And that's what I'm envisioning if he doesn't get Cejudo out of there early. I'd be very shocked, very shocked if he's able to go the entire fight being somewhat strong and somewhat within his senses with that type of weight cut. I mean, that would be remarkable. Some people could say it was remarkable that he made 25 like that when he looks so bad. I mean, he looks really bad. Now, will he rehydrate and look better come fight night? Of course he will. But there's been a lot of fighters who have done this, who have killed themselves to make weight, made weight, rehydrated, and then they get blasted out. That's nothing new Dillashaw is not superhuman. He's going to face the same consequences that other fighters have faced when you're doing massive weight cuts where you're really depleting your body of every nutrient it has. Uh, We know about weight cutting and water on the brain. It affects people and it affects their durability. This isn't just in MMA, it's in boxing as well. So you take a real risk. That's why I said props to Dillashaw. You take a real risk cutting that type of weight when your body's going to react that way now some fighters are blubbery and they can cut down in weight and they're not doing what Dillashaw did you know Dillashaw's in shape at 135 so this had to be absolutely brutal and you can see it on his body he wasn't cutting fat he was cutting muscle and that is absolutely insane I mean if anybody of any of you guys listening have ever done that that is ridiculous what it takes to be able to do what Dillashaw did. 
that's why I said the guy is a gamer. He he's a gritty dude because I can only imagine the pure hell that he went through to make 125. And I think you can see that on his face. You can see that on his body. And I think it's going to show tomorrow night if he can't get Cejudo out of there in the first 10 minutes of the fight. So in my opinion, you're getting a very nice line against two guys who are skilled, who are champions, and Dillashaw is going for champ champ at a minus 110 line right now. Again, like I said, it was super high at one point, and then it actually went plus, so it's been pretty much all over the place. But we're just talking about what it is right now at minus 110. Five full rounds, guys. I mean, can't you see Dillashaw blasting Suhudo out, catching him early? I think anybody can. The question is, can you see Dillashaw fading like I do? That's probably the sticking point for most of you guys that are listening right here. I don't think anybody's going to question that Dillashaw is the more powerful striker and that he could catch Suhudo and knock him out. I mean, that's pretty much common knowledge here. You could see that happening. The question is, do you believe the weight cut is as big an issue as I do? Or you think I'm making a mountain out of a molehill? If you don't believe Dillashaw is going to fade, if you think he's going to be as strong in the first round as he is in the fourth round, or at least be able to control his arms and legs and move well and still have punching power that keeps Cejudo honest, then I can see why people are betting Dillashaw and he's sitting at minus 210 favorite even after that crazy weigh-in where he looked like death. Because you figure TJ is the better fighter, he's the bigger fighter, and he's going to be able to implement his game plan. He's the bigger puncher, and at some point he'll probably connect with the smaller Cejudo and finish him. Makes sense. But you got to discount the weight cut, and I'm not prepared to do that. I'll say all those things about Dillashaw. I'll agree with that 100%. But I've got to factor in the weight cut. Could I be wrong? I could be 100% wrong. Maybe he comes in there and he's just the happiest person that's ever walked the face of the earth. He's rehydrated. He's had some steak and some Doritos. And he is ready to roll. And he looks amazing. And he stops Cejudo in the fifth round. But I just think it's more likely he'll be strong for 5 or 10 minutes. And then he's going to hit a wall. Remember... He's not fighting air. It's not like Cejudo's not going to be touching him, hitting him, pressuring him, you know, trying to take him down. All these things that naturally fatigue you. So imagine if your body's not 100% from your massive weight cut where you look like a skeleton walking into the weigh-in room. So it is going to be taxing on Dillashaw. I don't see any way that you can just discount that type of a weight cut, I think it's important. I actually think it could be the deciding factor in this fight, if I'm being honest with you, because, like I said, it'd be hard for me to pick straight up against Dillashaw if everything was even. But I think Cejudo and his team were smart to get Dillashaw to come down, and I think that's his most significant advantage in the fight. And that includes his wrestling, because could he take Dillashaw down? Probably. Dillashaw is good wrestling, but not... Olympic level wrestling like Henry does, but Cejudo has been in this mode of really trying to strike a lot more. I don't know if he's going to do that against Dillashaw, but you saw he did that against Mighty Mouse. He did mix in the grappling, and that showed me a lot too there because he was able to control Mighty Mouse in the grappling aspect of the game most of the time, and I thought that's where he had the real advantage in that rematch was on the ground. 
uh, on the feet, he held his own in spots. And that's impressive because a lot of people who fought Mighty Mouse certainly couldn't take him down. Certainly, certainly couldn't control him if they did get him down and had basically no shot on the feet of trapping him and landing punches on him. And Cejudo did all of those things. So you got to give credit where credit is due. Cejudo has improved a lot, a lot. But he's facing a powerful hitter here, a bigger guy who may be able to walk him into something. There is serious danger for Cejudo early on. So if you're looking at this for either guy, when you're looking at Cejudo, you would say, how does he win? In my opinion, that fatigue factor comes into play, and I think Cejudo would get him out of there three, four, or five. If you're looking at Dillashaw, it's the same thing. I think his best chance to win is early, and I think it's to get Cejudo out of there, catching him as he comes forward, you know, uh, pushing the pace, and you run him into a counter shot. I could see both of these guys winning inside the distance, and that's one of the reasons I really like the fight doesn't go to a decision. So that's how I think it's going to play out. I think somebody at some point is getting stopped in this fight. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.